Episode 54, Better Together. Educators, is your passion tank running on empty? Look no further. Gretchen of Always a Lesson has a double dose of just what you need. Come fill yourself up with an empowering educators podcast to start your day feeling empowered. This is Gretchen from Always a Lesson. And whether you're teaching a lesson or learning one yourself, this podcast is for you. I'm here to empower you. I want you to reach your potential. And because of that, I refer to you as elite. I think that's the only adjective I can use to really describe someone who would take time to invest in themselves by listening to a podcast just like this to help hone their craft. I want to thank you for tuning in each and every week. I am still receiving some of the most wonderful reviews on iTunes. If you have enjoyed the show so far, just help me by subscribing and leaving a rating and review. This tells iTunes to just continue pushing out the show, and that, of course, is helping more and more teachers each day. So today's shout-out goes to someone who nicknamed themselves Father of a 10-Year-Old, and he entitled his review, Super Educator. He said, Gretchen is a true teacher at heart. Wow, she really wants to make the world a better place through helping educators and by inspiring them to keep their focus on the kids and engaging them. Well, thank you so much, father of a 10-year-old. I love that parents are even tuning in to hear what I have to say so that they can be part of the conversation and really be part of educating their child. It's just not all on the school and the teacher. But I love that you are recognizing that what I am trying to do is to help teachers everywhere, kind of light a fire under them and help them really become something so that each child can then become something. And that's really where the episode's going to go today. So this feedback certainly lets me know that I'm on the right path with what we're going to talk about today. And I also love that you mentioned keeping the focus on kids because I'm going to bring that up quite often today. And I think that is really why we're all here and sometimes the very first reason we forget why we do what we do. So thank you so much for taking time, stopping over to iTunes, leaving a rating and review that is very much appreciated. So today I want to help you reignite that passion and that potential by talking about being a change agent. And this podcast episode is especially for teacher leaders, but of course, everyone is going to be able to apply this concept today. I just know that you teacher leaders are going to do it probably immediately. (laughs) So I have you in mind with some of my advice. So hang on, this is going to be one empowering ride. Well, it is no secret that being in education is challenging. And right now, so many schools and districts are under attack, especially my very own. And the community is just shaking their heads at the work that's being done in our failing schools. But they're also shaming those that are involved in working in a high-income school setting. You know, it's almost like you don't have support unless you're working with the middle-class students or in a middle-class scenario, and that can be very frustrating. But we also are blaming politics, especially right now as things are revving up for an election year. But we're also blaming principals, we're blaming teachers, we're blaming kids. 
And as you can tell, what word do I keep saying over and over again? It's blame. But I really believe that I can't blame just one person or one aspect. I think it's a combination of factors. And it's really taken all of these components acting together that's gotten us to where we are right now. So let me just break it down by each person that's involved here. So kids are very me-centered these days, and they want things fast, and they want them easy, and things like hard work and determination and failing forward. I mean, all of those concepts are so unknown to them. When I think of those attributes, I think of my grandparents' generation where, my God, they would work sun up to sundown to put food on the table. And, you know, there's so much pride in being trained to go to war and represent your your country and, you know, humble beginnings, but making something of yourself that's going to give back. And somehow that didn't translate to my parents' generation who are kind of workaholics now, but I don't know that they have the same desire for, you know, that determination and that hard work. It's almost like, you know, oh, I, I want the big promotion, you know, very money hungry. And I think that's because they didn't have a humble beginning because their parents' generation was so successful, eventually providing what they wanted that they started off better than they did. And because of that, they lost some of that groveling <laughs> as I think about it. I mean, they would probably never walk into a less than job opportunity. You know, it's always, let me try and one-up myself. And then, of course, that trickles down to my generation where we're like, hey, how can I make a buck on the internet? (laughs) Well, I don't want to even put on clothes, let alone go to work, you know, doing something that's going to pay me just a few dollars an hour. And now that's trickled down to the students I teach. I mean, this generation, holy cow. It's like, you know, if I can't create this app, (laughs) I'm not going to do anything until I can do that. I'm just going to play video games or do whatever I want to do. And it's all about me and my timetable. And I see it play out every day in the classroom. And it's just so frustrating to me as to why they got that way. And sometimes I have to realign my expectations and say, remember, they're children. They don't know any different. So they didn't wake up and choose to be this way. If they were born in a different generation, they would have a totally different set of characteristics. Because I think naturally you rise to the occasion. So whatever's happening around you, you just happen to assimilate. And that's what they've done. And because their parents are minded in one way and because us teachers are minded in one way and grandparents are minded in one way, we're all like pulling at them with our own agendas and you know how you should be and what things you should do and it's not making a change. And so then we look at parents and we say, God, they're so busy. I mean, they're working these multiple jobs, they're raising kids, they're trying to provide those basic needs, but because they're physically absent, you know, doing all these other things, which are respectable things, they're not home with their kids for hours at a time. And so now the kids are left to their own devices literally, I guess. And the lack of structure involved in that kind of scenario only encourages more naive decision-making. So is the blind leading the blind. They cannot make better decisions or suddenly just gain these attributes when no one is modeling for them or telling them how to do that. You just can't teach yourself something you don't know. And then there are us teachers. You know, we're not supported. We're not prepared correctly to enter the profession So many of us are ineffective, but again, that's really no fault of our own. I mean, 
we wanted to become a teacher, but just because you want something doesn't mean you're going to be good at it. And so you pay all this money to go to training and go to classes at college and you get a lot of theory and a lot of background and all that's helpful and interesting, but you never really learn the practical tips of how to survive being a teacher and how to be a great one. And so it's like all these dominoes are ineffective. You know, the kids don't have it quite right. The parents don't have it quite right. The teachers don't have it quite right. And then we've got administration. I mean, they're responding to the requirements from the district. And that keeps them so strapped, definitely financially, but more importantly, decision-making for what is best for their school and their teachers and their students. And in our district, we have something called freedom and flexibility. So if a principal throughout multiple years is able to show excessive growth in test scores, they are given what's called freedom and flexibility. And they're able to make decisions that don't necessarily follow the district protocol because they have demonstrated that they're an effective leader. And so because of this, everything was just so much more relaxed at these schools and we were able to take on new projects and new initiatives and try new things and it was so encouraging it was almost like you could become a magnet school you know or a charter school and kind of do things your own way and it was really empowering for teachers and you just thank that leader thank you for being so good that we passed that hoop and now we can enjoy the fruit of, the, of your labor <laughs> really But not everyone in the district has that. Very few, actually. And so everyone is just doing the best they can under the rules that they're given. So that admin domino is not running at its full capacity. And then we've got the district. And that's now responding to the state requirements. And that's forcing them to create all these initiatives that are funding-friendly and that they really benefit the state, to be honest, before they can really do any of the hard work that to me is really called the right work. And so now your district domino is not working at its full potential. So as you can see, when people come up to me and they say, you know, what's the one thing we can do right now to change education for the better? I'm like, well, it's not that easy. It's not just one thing we need that's going to transform everything. It's multiple dominoes that are, have to be set up and that require a lot of forward thinking, um, risk taking, and then obviously most importantly, just a focus on kids and not finances. And I don't know that that is ever going to happen. But as dire as our system is currently and as insurmountable <laughs> this transformative change feels, we educators still have the power to change in ourselves and in our schools and in our districts and in our states just by being us. And you're probably like, what? So here's the deal. I was recently told about a hashtag called Better Together. And the more I researched this and the more I typed it in on social media, I was like, holy cow, there are tons of educators out there who are like on fire for stuff. And when I say on fire, they are like literally, you can just imagine a fire-breathing dragon. I mean, they are literally going after it hard. And that's because they love what they're trying to do and they believe they're going to be able to do it if they get enough people on board. And so they're sharing each of the step of their journey of with the hashtag better together, meaning everyone has a part to play. Like I just can't go out and change the state of education myself, but there are things I can do myself in combination with someone else who can do their own things. And then we build this momentum and all of a sudden our whole surroundings become better because of things we are doing together. 
And if you haven't read some of the things that people are sharing with the hashtag, if you're on the beach this week uh, enjoying some summer vacation, just type it in and kind of read through and see what everyone's doing. And it, I bet it's going to make you probably cry a little bit, like so thankful that there's people that are this active trying to establish this change. But I think it's also going to make you on fire too. Like, yeah, that definitely makes me want to get up and be part of this. And you're going to start thinking and the wheels in your head are going to be churning of how can I be part of this? What can I do right now? And you're going to start sharing out with the hashtag better together. And that's why I named this episode that because I think this is really what's going to be the thing that starts knocking down all these dominoes. We're going to make some noise and we're going to make some waves. And boy, is it going to have a long-lasting effect. And here's why. So we all have something unique to give. And in fact, when I do interview coaching, and speaking of, if you're looking for a job this summer, I just highly recommend you practice. And if you have no one to practice with, I'm your girl. You can just go to alwaysalesson.teachable.com. So it's teach, A-B-L-E, alwaysalesson.teachable.com. And you can just sign up for a super affordable slot. We'll hop on the phone or Skype or Google Hangout, and we'll just run through it, make sure you feel ready to go. But anyways, when I'm doing these interview coaching, one thing I always tell teachers is to focus uh, not on what the school is going to do for you, although you're looking for that when you're looking at schools to interview, but during the interview, you actually want to focus on what you can do for the school, like how you are going to be an asset to them. And we all can be a change agent if we just focus on what makes us unique and then how we can use that attribute to create the change that we want to see in our circumstances. So let me give you an example. As you know, teacher training is my passion. So I went to my principal a couple years ago, and and I asked if we could create a teacher-coach position. And so we first discussed the different support this role was going to create because we already had a literacy and a math facilitator. But to me, those were people helping with content, and I wanted to be someone that was really helping execute teaching techniques and ensuring that what we were doing is really effective in the classroom. And yes, you need to know your content, but that was already taken care of with the facilitator. So I really wanted to focus on the execution of everything that the facilitators and the teachers had created and planned. And she was totally on board, but she just couldn't come up with the money to create this position and keep both facilitators. So we decided together the best thing I could do to get started was get involved with our mentor-mentee training. And that was actually run by the literacy facilitator. So this way I could still use my expertise and I could help revise some of the protocol and approaches that we were using. And thankfully my literacy facilitator was super excited to have help and obviously rely on my experience. So much so that she actually let me take over and just redesign the program. And so I set up a schedule of topics that needed to be covered And I thought about the time of the year that this meeting was occurring so that what they were actually learning could be applied immediately. But I also was thinking about the foundational skills necessary to master first before layering in new techniques. So there were a couple factors I had to take into account when creating this schedule. And of course, we use Teach Like a Champion. If you've been listening for a while now, you know how I feel about that. So even though my original intent didn't come to fruition the way I originally wanted, it did create an opportunity through a conversation that I had with my principal and through my own desire to share my passion with others. And so that moment, I became 
a change agent. I saw a need. I stepped up to the plate. I put something in motion to make our circumstances better. And as you can see, it took a flexible administrative member. It took a willing facilitator. And then obviously it took myself to make the plan work. And that's why it's called Better Together. My principal didn't have the time to revise the program herself. And she was so far removed from what it was kind of looking like and what the training was about that she wouldn't have been able to even pinpoint the ineffective parts to no fault of her own. She has bigger dragons to slay. And my literacy facilitator had so many other tasks that she was required to do that just having the program, number one, and then making sure it was running on a consistent basis, number two, was pretty much all the time she could devote to that. But then there was me. So I had the knowledge base, but I had the passion. And most importantly, what was missing from the other two people was time. And I had that. So through those three things for myself, I was able to help us collectively become better. So as much as you want to sit around and complain and gossip with your teacher buddies, I mean, just stop and think and say to yourself, what can I control? What can I do right now to make this better? And I didn't know right away that I wanted to coach teachers, but I did know I was so frustrated that I didn't have the time to help my student teachers get better. I mean, I couldn't give them what they really needed. I, of course, went above and beyond what was required based on the program, but there was more these people needed, and it wasn't their fault. I mean, I saw so much of myself in them, and I know I've told you my story before. I was not prepared, and that was after four years of very expensive college tuition. It's just such a shame. They came to me wet behind the ears. They, their arms were full of cutesy material, obviously from hours of drooling on Pinterest. And I'd just shake my head and I'd say something like, well, I hope that's linked to a standard and puts ownership on the student and differentiates based on the needs of my class. And of course, it was like speaking another language, deer in the headlights. Most of them said, well, no, but a few of them would even say, which was worse, um, maybe... I don't really know, but it's super cute and fun. And I'm like, oh, God, disaster. And, I mean, this all could have been avoided. But here I was in the classroom like four minutes before this teacher needs to go on and perform this super fun, super cute activity, I'm going to call it. And I just wanted to run straight to my local university and choke someone out. I mean, that's how mad this made me. And I mean, I don't mind helping. And so from that point on, I planned with every teacher a week ahead of time to make sure we never ran into the same problem with the same person. But the fact that the dominoes fell all the way to my classroom door before this person knew that this wasn't effective teaching baffles my mind. I mean, I couldn't give up my classroom position and go and apply to be a professor at the university level and change the teacher preparation program, and I couldn't rewind time and ask this teacher what they had planned before I got myself in this sticky situation four minutes before they had to go on. However, the more that this was happening, the more the fire grew inside of me and the more mad I really got to the point that I would just make announcements in groups of people I didn't even know sharing what needed to happen. And do you think anything ever came out of that? No. I mean, I got high fives and head nods and even a few fist pumps, but that never caused change. Ideas are just ideas until action is taken and they become change agents. And I want to be a change agent. I want to stand for something that matters. I want to be part of making it happen. 
And now when I start feeling that fire burning up in my soul, I recognize that as a problem I'm passionate about. You know, I can't solve every problem or I'm going to run ragged, but I had to find what I'm really on fire for and go after that one thing until I see change. And so I ask you, how are you an asset at your school? And if you're not, well, get busy looking at your characteristics, at your knowledge base, at your confidence level, and your passion, and make a list. And when you see those attributes listed out, start a new list. What, well, excuse the verbiage, but what pisses you off? I mean, if you're not mad enough, you're not going to act. So get to the heart of what really bugs you about your classroom or your grade level or your school, your district, your state. And once you have your attributes listed and you have your current problems that surround you listed, start brainstorming which one you are going to tackle. And as I tell coaches, do not go into a classroom putting out fires. So what is the one thing you can point out to this teacher that's going to have the largest impact on learning? It's not the kids shouting out. It's not the kids standing at the pencil sharpener for 20 minutes. It's not the revolving door of bathroom goers. I mean, those are all problems, but those are all symptoms. I mean, you got to get to the root of the problem. It's something deeper. So look for the one problem on your list that's the root of all the other problems. And if you can make that one thing better, the other things on the list will get better just due to simple cause and effect. You aren't alone, but... You have the passion and you have the time to make it better. So I want you to reach out to those around you and get to work. Remember, we're better together. So stop blaming others and start stepping up to the plate to be part of the solution. And the more of us that start problem solving would not only stay in education and have a large impact on students who need us, but we're going to start transforming an outdated institution that is in dire need of an overhaul. And when you look back, you'll be so proud of all we have done together. We cannot move mountains alone, but together we can lay brick by brick and tackle the big problems head on. So use this summertime to get your list together, get a game plan together, and hit the ground running when it's back to school time and you're sitting in trainings and setting up your classroom. If you feel like you need ideas or you just need feedback on an idea, go ahead and shoot me an email. We can talk it through get you started feeling confident, ready to go on and take this on. So Gretchen at alwaysthelesson.com. If you're already out creating change, I want to hear about it. So go out on social media and share your story with the hashtag better together. And your cup is going to runneth over with praise and adoration for being part of the change. All right, elite educators, that is a wrap for this week's podcast on being a change agent because we are better together. Now go out and be great because you've just been empowered. This podcast is sponsored by the Educators Podcast Network, a podcast network that encourages you to think about your profession and succeed in the world of education. Whether you're a first-year educator or a seasoned veteran, there is a podcast for you. All of the shows are produced by educators who want to shape education through meaningful discussion and content. So head on over to edupodcastnetwork.com for more details.